Welcome to the Canine PT Academy Podcast. Business lessons for canine rehabilitation therapists. Introducing your host, Dr. Francisco Maya. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Canine PT Academy Podcast, Business Lessons for Canine Rehabilitation Therapists. I hope you guys are enjoying this uh, series of interviews that we have with guests. Last week we had Dr. Josh Hall, and hopefully you guys were able to take away um, some great lessons from his journey. And today I'm going to be sharing with you all the interview I did with Sonia. Okay, uh, but before we talk about that, just one household item that I wanted to mention is that after we're done with the series of interviews that we have coming up, I want to do a special podcast episode where I answer your questions. Okay, but for me to answer your questions, I need one huge favor from all of our listeners, which it is for you to actually submit us your questions. And it doesn't matter what questions you have, how big or small, there are good questions. And I'm sure if it is something that you're wondering about, there are other listeners that are on the same boat uh, uh, wondering about the same questions, okay? So what we're going to be doing is putting on the show notes a link for us to fill out a Google form with the questions that you have, okay? You can choose as well to put your name on the Google form if you want me after the podcast episode gets launched. Uh, reach out to you to make sure that you don't have any follow-up questions, okay? But if you prefer to keep it anonymously, that's totally fine. You can send it anonymously, the same uh, uh, questions. You don't have to put your name on the form to send it to us, okay? So um, that podcast episode is going to be coming up. Let me see here on the schedule. That's going to be coming up on March 9th, okay? So you do have a few weeks to think about some questions and send it over, but definitely please plan on sending that over, I would say, by the end of the month, by the end of February. So that way I have ample time to go through the questions because some of those might might be kind of like similar and then records the podcast for you all okay alrighty so then let's talk about dr. Sonia Lucas in her journey into her CCRT and her business ownership okay and just like uh, uh, Josh I think there are many takeaways that you can take from it and I wanted to share with you guys you know some of my takeaways from this call uh, one was how interesting her unique pathway was to this career as a canine rehab therapist because being a physical therapist is actually a second career for Sonia. She used to be a zookeeper beforehand actually and then decided to go into PT school with the goal in mind of doing uh, rehab for animals. So the cool thing about it is that she started learning about business. She started actually going through some of my programs while she was still a PT student. She was still a second year PT student when she decided, you know what, I am going to, as soon as I get done with my PT program, I'm going to go get my CCRT. And then as soon as I get my CCRT, I'm going to go and figure it out how to get my business going. So she decided to start that process sooner rather than later, which then it led into her having, like the best way I can describe it is a meteoric growth. The growth that she had over the first four months of being a business owner, it was something off the charts, okay? And the reason behind it was because she was ready to hit the ground running as soon as she finished her CCRT. She had clients and patients already lined up, waitlisted to see her. 
because of all the things she had put in place with marketing strategies and so forth to get things going as soon as she was able to start seeing canine patients. Which because of that, she got very busy to the point where just five months into being a business owner, she already had to hire a new shade of help to help her with things behind the scenes, with following up with clients, with leads, with uh, um, reaching out to veterinary clinics to get referrals, to uh, get records, to making sure all the charges are getting put through, to make sure uh, uh, people are getting scheduled, to make sure that while she was busy seeing patients, she had someone else that could get the job done from, for her from the administrative side of things. And that's amazing, guys. That's something that we do need at some point to have the help with us. And I, I really hope that you guys realize that after listening to this podcast. Okay, and another thing that I think was an interesting takeaway too was the, the difference between growing a cash-based human PT concierge style type of business that she grew fairly successful while getting her CCRT done and then growing a canine rehab business. And I know a lot of the PTs listening to this podcast don't necessarily have their own business, but you have now listened to two different guests, both Josh and Sonia, who did have, you know, who did have uh, 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 their own uh, uh, business, you know, small business, but business. And it's interesting to hear their takeaways on, on, on what's the difference, right? Because sometimes I feel PTs get, uh, um, and, and probably vets too, but I speak for PTs in this scenario, they get... They get so caught up with like, well, I don't want to run my own business because I was so used to working at a hospital, to working at this large corporate outpatient clinic where I didn't have to deal with any of this. I just had to see patients, which is, you know, the normal pathway into our career. So then because of that, we don't know how to do any of this business stuff. And because we don't know, we feel overwhelmed about it, which is totally normal. But hopefully you can realize now that we can learn all those skills just because you weren't taught about that during PT school just because you weren't taught that uh, during vet school during Cairo school whatever it may be it doesn't mean that you cannot learn about those things now okay so hopefully you guys like this interview as well as much as I did okay and like I said please please submit your questions over the next few weeks so I can record that episode for you all at the beginning of March, okay? All right, so let's go to the interview now. Thank you everyone for listening. Today on the podcast, we have Dr. Sonia Lucas from Austin Canine Rehabilitation Wellness. Sonia is a doctor of physical therapy, uh, therapy and certified canine rehabilitation therapist. And Sonia, why don't you go ahead and tell us more about how you find out about canine rehabilitation and that process of transitioning from uh, human to canine rehab. Yes. So when I got into PT school in the first six months, one of our professors mentioned that you could do animal rehab. And for those of you who know me, I have a background. Uh, my first job was as a zookeeper. So I have a love for animals, but was transitioning obviously to PT. And so when I found out that you could work with animals, I kind of latched onto that. And I kind of had this vision of working with animals in the future as a physical therapist. And so I kind of got to know some other canine PTs during PT school. Uh, obviously I worked for um, Francisco 
um, for his social media for a little while and got to learn some stuff along the way. And then as soon as I graduated and um, got started on my like professional physical therapy journey, I always had, again, that end goal in mind of canine rehab and started working my way towards getting my certification. Awesome. Yeah, I guess I should mention that. Yeah, Sonia worked uh, for about a year, right? Year and a half, maybe, Sonia, as you're mm-hmm. going through PT yeah. school, was like a, uh, basically like a, a, like my social media person. She used to run the social media for the canine PT. Um, but what, one of the things that I think is very interesting about your story, Sonia, and I don't know if you want to expand on that, is the fact that you went to PT school. Well, first of all, you went to PT school as a second career. That's already kind of like by itself a little bit unique. So you had that background already as a zookeeper. But then the second thing that I have been seeing happening more and more often, I would say, over the last five years is uh, you you going through PT school already knowing that working with animals, working with canines was your end goal rather than myself or people who have been in this field for longer where we were already human physical therapists for a while, at least. And then we made the transition to canine rehab. So tell us more about the thought process of knowing kind of like that, that that was your end goal and where you wanted it to, to, to do in the long run. Right. So with it being my end goal, it gave me a lot of purpose during PT school and a lot of structure as to focusing on how I could learn along the way. I think that when you make the decision afterwards, um, sometimes you have to convince yourself that it's worth the jump. And when you already have that end goal in mind, it really helps um, to focus on how you're going to get there and what can you do during you know PT school and as a new grad to achieve your goals of being in canine rehab. So I think it helped a lot with making that transition seamless for me. Awesome. Because then what would you say were what would you say were the main challenges of making that transition then? Yeah. So I I kind of thought about that question and what was the hardest part of making the transition. And I really think it was just the usual challenges of like time and money and finding the way to be both a a human physical therapist who's practicing, but also trying to get your canine certification at the same time. But other than that, being in the incubator program with you, um, going through the business accelerator, I was in a really good spot to make that transition. Awesome. And we'll we'll talk about that for sure. <clears throat> Cause then, you know, before we talk about that and and that transition and you going through some of the also business program, when was that you decided and, and why did you decide on uh, basically opening your own business in canine rehab then? So my life experiences being a zookeeper and working for others. I started to, you know, understand about myself that I don't love working for other people. And I think that it was really important for like my mental health and personal happiness to kind of chart my own way. And so even when I had to be a human physical therapist, right, before I started my business, I still was a mobile cash pay opened my own business because I knew those things about myself. 
And so when I decided to do canine rehab, I had plenty of examples in my, my world, in my community of people who can do canine rehab, who can own their own businesses, who don't have to work for others. And so it was, you know, a no brainer. I'm just, I had already yeah. done it once. I can do it again and I can yeah. be successful. Yeah. Cause that's the other thing too. It's like, yeah, you, you did have uh, uh, a mobile, you know, out of network cash pay business with human physical therapy. So how would you compare those two? Cause now you have Austin canine rehab, which, you know, right now is also a mobile canine rehab business. What would you say are the similarities and the differences between those two businesses? So way easier to get patients <laughs> as a canine <laughs> rehab practice. Mm -hmm. um, Austin, Texas is prime and ready for, you know, canine rehab. It's a big need here. And there's just so much saturation of the market for human physical therapy. So I was able to, you know, make a living, but it was so much harder to really get out of the gate with the human practice versus the, the canine rehab practice. So that was the major difference. Also, dogs are just way cooler than people. So <laughs> makes right. it fun. <laughs> right, right. No, that's that's for sure. And it's it's interesting because I, I I have heard that answer in terms of being easier to get patients and stuff from not just you, but other PTs who had made that transition too. And that's what I try to tell uh, uh, people who are on the fence too, that, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it is much easier. I think one, because of, like you said, the need on the market that, you know, you're in Austin, very uh, um, um, like pet friendly, dog friendly city. So there is the need for it. Same thing with me here in Chicago. And even if you are looking at large metropolitan areas where, yes, there are already at least a few canine rehab therapists doing it. Like you look at the number of dogs, there's still such a vast need for it. And even people who live in a more small town USA, uh, you know, kind of stuff, even more of a need in those small towns too. And that's what I try to tell, especially PTs in this sense, is that, look, you're it's going to be very different because you're not going to be competing with all the other PT clinics around you, with all the different hospital clinics around you, with the chiropractors and the personal trainers and the massage therapists and this and that. And I feel that because of that, you know, it, it, it just take it still takes work, right? We're not saying that it is easy okay. to to build the system to attract the clients and build the business, but but definitely easier than kind of like it is when I chat, especially with the folks who try to start and grow their cash-based human PT clinic or mobile business kind of stuff. Um and then during that process, what would you say of being a business owner itself? what would you say were the major challenges that came with it and how did you overcome those challenges? So for me, the biggest challenges, and it's uh, a personal thing is getting caught in the minutia. So the small decision decisions that I start to become overwhelmed and I, I just focus on what could happen if I do this, what could happen if I do that. And so for me, it's been amazing to have, you know, the incubator program and um, the community of canine PTs to help me 
as a soundboard to make quick, efficient decisions and to overcome those challenges. So I think community is a, a big um, bonus of, you know, being in K9PT. Um, we have a great group of people who are really supportive. Um, yeah, absolutely. I have found that was one of the biggest reasons why like I wanted to create this community with the incubator program was because of the communities that I was on with other PT business owners was because I saw that support that um, when I started the K9 PT back in 2017, that, that really, you know, wasn't uh, the, there wasn't anyone out there teaching uh, us canine rehabilitation therapists how to go about opening our own business and go about marketing and going about this, going about that. But that that was definitely one of the driving forces of, of creating that. And you kind of like started working uh, uh, with me through the Business Accelerator Program and the KNIPT Academy and everything, even while you were going mm -hmm. through PT school. And so before you even became a certified canine rehabilitation therapist. So what was that led you towards wanting to learn more about business from the get-go instead of waiting, right? Because sometimes a lot of people, the reason why I'm bringing it up is a lot of people sometimes are like, well, let me get first my certification and then I'm going to figure it out about business. But you did the opposite. So tell us more about that decision and uh, how did you feel that impacted you know, you and your business because of that? I think I wavered initially whether I should do some of the business programs before starting, because just like the listeners, you, you feel like, oh, well, I don't have anything substantial yet. I don't have a business. So why should I be doing these things? I need to at least get my LLC or start treating a couple of patients, that sort of thing. And so I kind of wavered back and forth, but talked to a couple of colleagues who are already treating canines and one of them also did the same thing. So they they started early with the, the business accelerator program and felt that it was very helpful. And so I think kind of having heard other people's experiences and knowing that I'd already opened one business, I'm ready to go. I want to hit the ground running. I'm not playing around. Um, and I want this to be successful. So I just went for it. And it's been super helpful being able to have, you know, your unique value proposition in place, getting your social media going, understanding how to market and who to market to, and who is your patient population that you, you want to not only target, but that you enjoy working with. And so having all of those things in place, I think was really imperative to the success of Austin Canine Rehab and wellness, especially in the beginning, because I, I grew really fast. Yeah. And I think I wouldn't have done that without those things in place. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it was, it was incredibly fast how you grew it. And there's no right or wrong way, right? So I don't want people who are listening to this who then are going through their CCRT or just finished getting bummed out about it too. What I'm trying to 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 show is that if that if you know that that's your end goal, like Sonia did know that, hey, I want make canine rehab work and be my main thing, you know, then the sooner you start putting the pieces of the puzzle together, like the faster that's going to happen. And it, it it wasn't by accident. Like Sonia put in a lot of work for a long period of time, but once she was officially as a CRT and started her own business. 
correct me if I'm wrong, Sonia, but if I remember correctly, basically by the fourth month of being in business, being a mobile business, you were already seeing about like 70 to 80 appointments a month. Wasn't that the case? Yes, that's correct. I right. ramped up pretty fast and then I was about 80 on average. Right. Which for, you know, those of you guys who are mobile therapists, you know that 80, like it's a very full schedule once you factor in all the driving and, and everything else. So to see that happening, like you did, and I told you this back in the day too, if you remember, you basically did in four months what, you know, took me over a year to basically do with my business. And, and I think uh, a big part of it was you and you taking things and 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 putting in the work to implementing those things, but then also kind of like having a little bit of a, a blueprint on kind of like okay, these are the main things that I can focus on right now that you've learned through the business accelerator to focus on, and then afterwards you could start working on other things but i feel like the reason why not that it took me too long i still feel like back in the day me achieving that in in, in 12 months i i still feel very proud about it but i didn't have anyone kind of like helping me through the process so there was definitely a lot of trial and error to see what was gonna stick it out so it's exciting when i'm able to see folks like you taking that and, and, and making it work so quickly. And, and, and the part that for me personally is the most exciting is that because I knew you already for a while at that point in time. So I knew that that was your thing. That was your passion. That was your end goal. And so finally, after knowing you for a couple of years or so at that point in time, seeing you achieving what you set to accomplish, you know, it, it just felt even for me very fulfilling. And I hope, you know, you, you felt the same way too. Yeah, it's been incredible to have the structure there. And as you mentioned, like the blueprint, it gave me purpose and it gave me structure um, to build my business and to do and accomplish my goal as fast as I did. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And then do you have any uh, any lessons, any pearls of wisdom that you want to share with the audience that, you know, both from a business or a personal level that that kind of like have impacted you during this time? I think that I would definitely encourage people to go out and start. Don't wait. I think we see a lot of people on the forums who are worried about the what ifs. And I think if it's something that you're really interested in and you want to do, start researching it, start looking at how you can make it happen. Um, Canine PT is so rewarding. And I think that a lot of people can you know save themselves from burnout that you see it's so prevalent in the PT community um so I would say you know get on it don't wait if it's something you're interested in so and then having that community so I definitely think I would encourage people to become a part of you know the canine physical therapist group if you're a PT or the small vet rehabbers group if you're a vet or a PT mm -hmm. you know there are things out there for us um, to help again, give us structure and a blueprint and a community. Right. And those are two Facebook groups that Sonia mentioned. And, and even something like that, I remember back, you know, five years ago that uh, there wasn't anything like that. So, so, you know, don't, don't feel like you are isolated. Right. And I feel like sometimes with, with our field of canine rehab, it can feel very isolating because especially like, 
if you're mobile, I think even more because you're, you, yeah, you, you seeing people when you go to their homes to see their pets, but you still kind of like bouncing from one place to the other. I remember how isolated I would feel sometimes. And then you tackle in the fact that you don't have sometimes uh, another colleague that you can bounce ideas from, or just having a chat, you know, on a regular day that, you know, I feel this groups, this Facebook groups, the different communities kind of stuff can definitely help you realize that there are so many other people going through the same journey, the same process with you. And once you realize that you're not alone, that other people are going through similar struggles or have gone through the same struggles, it definitely kind of like makes us feel more validated about it. Um, wonderful. Awesome. So before we wrap up, Sonia, um, tell us more about Austin Canine Rehab and how is that going and, and, and what do you envision that going? What's next for it? So we had a, a great first year. We just wrapped up. So um, Austin Canine Rehab and Wellness opened in December of 2022, 20, 2021, 20, <laughs> 2021, 2021. Yes. these years. <laughs> so yeah. we just hit one year and uh, we, we had incredible um, year ahead of us. So at five months, we hired our first um, employee, our client manager. She's been amazing. And so for this next year, we really want to expand and hire another PT or a CCRT. So um, looking forward to being able to help more dogs in the Austin community. As you know, being mobile, it's limiting. So I would really like to be able to, to reach out to different parts of the community. Yeah, that's not the thing I have forgotten that how how awesome it is, is that you you got so busy to the point of needing to hire administrative help with your client manager by the time you were five months into business ownership. Like that that part yeah, was crazy. Like, <laughs> like for me, it took me two years, like for me to bring someone for that role, my first employee. So it's just very exciting. And if you are uh, a physical therapist, uh either certified already in canine rehab or looking to get certified or going through the certification and you know you are in the austin area or potentially interested in moving to the austin area um how is that people can find you out and contact you um more about it so if anyone is interested or is just in the area and wants to do some observation you can reach out to me at sonia at austincanineRehab.com. Also more than welcome to access our website, which I believe will be in the call notes um, or the show notes. And that is austincanineRehab.com. So um, there's plenty of contact info on there and just reach out and we can chat. Sounds good. Yeah, we're going to put those links in the show notes for everyone. But uh, thanks so much, Sonia. Really appreciate you taking the time to be a guest on our podcast. Uh, just wanted to also uh, end it up by saying how uh, proud I am of what you have accomplished. It's like I, I honestly had forgotten that you had in business, being business for a year, basically, until you 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 just mentioned. Even though we, you know, you were messaging me about that just a month ago or so when you were sharing some of your numbers and stuff. But it's just really amazing to see what you have accomplished so far, and it's going to be even more excited to see you know where this goes in the future. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the K9PT Academy podcast 
Business Lessons for Canine Rehabilitation Therapist. If you enjoyed what we had to say, please make sure to share or subscribe to our podcast or even leave us a review. You can also email us at hello at caninepttacademy.com. That's hello at caninepttacademy.com with any questions or suggestions. And go to caninepttacademy.com to find more resources and content, including our fee calculator spreadsheet, which is absolutely free and will help you determine how much you should be charging for your sessions. Because let's face it, determining what we should be charging is one of the biggest struggles we have as business owners in the canine rehabilitation field. You can also find all of that information and more under the show notes. Finally, I would just like to add a disclaimer that any of my thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are mine and mine alone, and in no way reflect the opinion or position of any other organization or company I may be associated with. Thank you for listening, and remember, if you're not having fun and enjoying life or running your business, then what's the point in doing so? So please go ahead and start having some fun.